Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special edition of Real Chronicles brought to you by RealTalking.com. I am your host, David. I am joined with G. What up, G? And as a special little wedding present for our boy, (laughs) Ryan. What up, Ryan? Congratulations. What's happening? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. That was awesome seeing you. That's what she said. Um, (laughs) Real to being on a day after your wedding, I would be... uh... I, I would not. <laughs> I think I'd be uh, exhausted. No, no Lou today. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Lou! And no birthday, Jen. Lou. No Jen today. She is under the weather. <laughs> under the weather. Air yeah. quotes. Air <laughs> quotes. So I started off by saying this is a. Sp- Special edition of Real Chronicles because we're going to look at the 25th anniversary of one of my favorite shows, and I'm sure one of you guys' favorite show, Boy Meets World. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah. I was very hyped when I thought of this idea. I'm like, and then G pointed out, I'm like, oh, well, you know, the 25th anniversary is, is actually on Monday. So let's record All to right get this on. out on time. So we're going to cover that. We're going to cover our favorite episodes, our favorite moments. Uh, Did we start from the beginning? When did we pick up on the show? And what if there are any characters or episodes that we didn't like? Um, But before then, let's just kick off with some news. So the news, some of the news that broke yesterday regarding TV is that Robert Englund is reprising his role as Freddy Krueger on the Goldbergs. Should be fun. Yeah, so that's he awesome. Lied to he lied to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna never ever gonna do it again. I'm gonna ever. call him out. I'm gonna have to ask him why he lied to us. You know, it's crazy though because he doesn't look bad in the makeup. He looks like he could still do it. Yeah, that's what the first. Well, I mean, that was my first thought. I mean, I know the main issue is that he's old and in the stunts, but like all you gotta do is just like have him do the lines. He doesn't really have to even do the stunt. Like that could be someone else. Just Nick Castle the situation. And it's true because, <laughs> and I think they could do like a Peter a Peter Cushion thing. They could just like CGI the stuntman's face into the. Uh, they could CGI Robert Englund's face into the stuntman and have still Robert, have Robert Englund do the voiceovers. I think it could work, but um, I have no idea what the episode about. But it should be hilarious. That um, sounds awesome. Keeping on the horror side, American Horror Story is back, and we are two episodes in. And the first episode was, I thought was really strong. Ironic, G. I don't know if you heard it on your end, but a lot of people on my end didn't like it. Uh, just the first episode or just overall? The first episode. Like the last two? First episode? Yeah, so um, on my end, it's been like half and half. Um, they have the same like outlook that as I do, is that they, get all, they go all in, but then they feel like, oh, they're going to get hurt by it in the end, which is usually the case lately. Um uh, I guess like one of my one of the main complaints that I've heard from most of my friends is that for a show called American Horror Story is that it's just not scary, and that it's like they they thought the opening of the episode was like decent, but then it was like kind of overly comedic at times, so that wasn't they didn't really jive with that too much. I did, I personally liked it. I personally liked it too. I think uh, one of the things that I liked about it is I the last couple of seasons. I don't know if you agree, but I think their best episode has been the first one. They blow their load right off the bat, 
and they progressively just get worse and worse as the season go on. I think this one did a better job of setting up the season rather than just give the shock value moments all at once. And I think it, the fact that you don't get too much tease as to Coven and Murder House until the end where, if you, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen, uh, that's the demon baby all grown up at the end. So yeah. that's the only tease. Episode two, I will agree that it goes away from the horror in certain moments. So I I can see where the critique comes from that. So we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm one for one. I like the first one. I did not love the second one. So we shall see what happens. Um, and then moving on to a little bit of a reveal is the reveal of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. What do you guys think? I like it. I know you said he's a, what did you say, G? He looks like a homeless man. Yeah, he looks homeless. <laughs> so our last Joker was a pimp, and now we're going to have a homeless man. Well, <laughs> I have a surprise. I, I know, I'm glad this, this released five minutes ago, and I am sending it to you and G to get a real live reaction of the latest photos of our newest Joker. And I'm just curious. I have my personal opinion, and I'm just curious to see what you guys think off the top of the head. So the photo should be coming into both of you right now. Yeah, I just got it. I dig it. I do dig it. I mean, hopefully it's just kind of like a pseudo beginning kind of makeup look because I can see this being like a first try kind of thing. Like in the sense that you want to go for a scarier joke, if especially if it's an origin story, you're going to want Joker coming into the Joker, see how he gets his look whichever it is so i'm kind of hoping that's just a starter look he's going more for scares and creepy as he normally gets so i think i don't know if you guys would agree uh scott snyder of batman writer and he tweeted that this for every single reason should not work but you're still intrigued and remember yes. a certain someone that's no longer what does not to compare but it's the most recent great performance of the Joker. So people didn't like how he looked at first and you know how that turned out, but yep. I, I like it. G, what do you think? Uh, I like it. I agree. It looks like it could be like a kind of starter look. I like the outfit though. It's like, it looks like, cla- it almost looks like similar. It looks like movie. animated series. Yeah. It looks, I like that, that part of it a lot. Yeah. So do I. I think- you know what the thing is? I, 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 can you imagine Scorsese in that room? He's like, the last time the Joker really worked well, he had long hair. Joaquin, grow that hair out. <laughs> but I, I, I dig it. I, I think this is going to lead to eventually, because I, I did read and I, that they are going to use the killing joke as the origin, not the Batman side of it, not the one bad day part of the story, but the actual origin of the Joker. Okay. So we shall see. So I think he will eventually stay in that suit, but completely fall into the bat of acid, and we know when access chemicals, and we know where that goes from there. Did you hear what his name is that Kevin Smith had a comment about? No, what was it? It's Arthur Fleck. That's interesting. Why does that ring a bell? I don't know. What do you think? Like it feels like there should be some. That's also someone. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't. I can't think of. I can't put. You know. One Google Arthur Fleck. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we'll see what happens. I, for anyone that hasn't seen it, it's the new images of the Joker in costume are out right now. And then to finish off on the news, we got some new trailers this week. We can start off with the Mary Poppins one. Um. I'm 
Very, very excited. I'm a big, big, big fan of the original one. Uh, Julie Andrews won the Oscar for it. Um, looks good. And it looks really, really good. I think it connects all the dots to the original and has a purpose to it. Rather than a simple reboot, it feels like it's a sequel, a continuation of the story rather than just like, let's bring it back. What'd you say, G? I was like, it looks whimsical. That's all I kept thinking the whole time I was watching Uh, it. I love it. I marked out for a couple of things. Like when they went into the animated Uh, land for the first time, I'm like, yes, bitch. I was actually going to say, like, I love that they're actually using old school Disney animation for it. Yeah. So that looks great. Meryl Streep's in this, and no one ever even mentioned that she's in this. So that's cool. I yeah. I was like, what? I was like, Meryl Streep. What do you? You just like just do what you want. <laughs> this would be. Do you the... think she just showed up to set and like, do you want? I'm going to be in I know. this picture. She just came to visit, just like what? And she was like, oh, can I just like, can you just throw me in? <laughs> I mean, would you say no to Meryl Streep? No. 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 I, would, I, would, like, I would find something for her to do. Seriously. <laughs> and then um, Angela Lansbury's in it too. I didn't know she was in it either. She's still kicking. Uh, yeah, she's in her 90s. <laughs> she's doing her thing. And Dick Van Dyke her doing a dance White, number. Her and Betty White have found some kind of magic potion that's made them durable in the, late into their 90s. <laughs> and Dick Van Dyke because he's doing yeah, dance. He's yeah. dancing and shit. So um, I'm hyped for it. I I think it could be a, the it could be the Jumanji of this year in terms of box office. Box it could take, it's, it's, at, gonna, it's at the right time. The 19th is like plum little release date yeah i i fully see because i don't think there's a huge commercial family release for on christmas this year i believe so i think this is going to take the week and i think it's just around there right so what else i think bumblebee comes out around that date yes Uh, you're right which could could, i mean i know it's a totally different audience but like that's like more for like young boys i guess and Uh, this would be for the i mean i think if it comes to the Christmas Day and the family has to choose. I think it'll be right. Mary Poppins. Okay, Mary Poppins is the nineteenth. Bumblebee is the twenty-first. And I think Aquaman is the twenty-first too. And Aquaman, yeah, is also around. Well, that's a cr- so, gonna be a crowded weekend. So I saw. The tra- <laughs> I, I recently actually saw the trailer to Aquaman again. I guess sure. Looks. I mean, I still dig it. It looks I fine. Just, I don't. I didn't love it. I don't love it as much as I did the first time. But whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, the other trailer that actually did it break the internet this time, G or. The pictures. No, I mean, I think like they're just kind of like that. People are just hyped to see anything from it, so it didn't really break the internet. So what we're talking about is Captain Marvel. I know, good for her. She, I okay, I'm okay. That comment, the breaking the internet comment. You were so hard at her. No, you were so comes from the fact that like Brie Larson on Twitter like tagged Entertainment Weekly and was like said something along the lines of like. Uh, like, are you ready to break the internet tomorrow or whatever? And we were like, oh, we're going to finally get the trailer. That's awesome. And then Entertainment Weekly released these cover photos of her in costume and all these, like, exclusive photos of her and stuff from the movie. And I was like, yeah, that's cool, but you can't break the internet with pictures. I want it's, a trailer. It's like, <laughs> it, Ryan, I got to get compared. It's like someone saying, I'm going to review the greatest comic book movie of all time. Any reviews under the Red Hood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew that was coming, but it still made me laugh. <laughs> like I'm like, he's going there. Yep, he's going there. Oh man. <laughs> um, like, nah, yeah. I will, I will say, I think this trailer did. I mean, I don't know if it broke if the internet, but I, it, the reactions I read were very positive to it. There, what I loved about it right off the top was the blockbuster shot, the nod to blockbuster. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that was awesome. Oh my god, it just made me look back and think back of the good old Friday nights when you used to go to Blockbuster and just rent a movie for five dollars for two days. Good time. Uh, everyone, good time. everyone's all stuck on her punching the old lady in the trailer. Too. Actually, <laughs> Jen and I were talking. You know, Jen is our our, our feminist <laughs> resident feminist here. She's like, oh, all the men were mad that she didn't smile. Oh yeah, there are a lot of people complaining that she didn't like she doesn't smile enough in it. And I think that she tweeted, I think Brie Larson tweeted that with pictures of uh, Doctor Strange and Tony, and I think, I think that's it, smiling. So I guess that was her clap back to that. Right. So I mean, it looks good. Uh, I think you know the thing, it's gonna make a lot of money, probably gross over a hundred million opening weekend. But I just think that its biggest deterrent is the fact that we don't want Captain Marvel right now is that we want Infinity War Part 2 yeah. or whatever the fuck it's going to be called. But, but I kind of think that hype of waiting for Infinity War will make people want to go see it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's the last one before it, so... And, it's, and like, you know, they kind of set that stuff up at the end of Infinity War, like uh, hinting at her movie. I mean, so... Oh, yeah. Is there so they're going to want to see what that's all about. They're going to want to see the the uh, beeper being handed and find out more. So that's going to drive them to be like, okay, let me get one more taste before I can uh, Cry? get the full thing. <laughs> well, I also was telling, uh, I guess not to be shallow, it's going to sound shallow. I told Dave off the line, I had no idea that Brie Larson was hot. I don't know if it was just... <laughs> you shallow, man. You're, you're like, Jen's not here. I'm about to say a... A no, no, shallow like, line like that. I had no idea. Like the whole time I was watching that trailer, and I was like, "What? Like when did she get hot? Was she always hot?" Yes, she was. <laughs> she was always good looking. I had no idea. I remember her from way back at Scott Pilgrim. God, I only remember. Oh, she was in that. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Captain Marvel coming this March, and then the last one is, it's not well. Right, I want to make sure you saw the right trailer. Did you see the Halloween second trailer? Or did you see the Heritage? Yes, trailer? the second trailer. Okay, so I saw the second one. So we can we the last time we were on, we got the early reviews, but we didn't really discuss the second trailer in detail. And then the Heritage trailer dropped. Uh, I'll just mention it in passing, Rye, since you didn't watch it. So it pretty much okay. looks back at. No, I watched the, the. I just watched the second trailer. And I watched the first one as well. No, there's another I one see. that dropped oh. yesterday. Yeah, the one. Yeah, the second. Well, there's a third one now? Yeah. It's not really a trailer, oh. per se, but like it just shows little clips. Okay. So I'll start with that one, and then we'll get into more detail on the other one. So the Heritage trailer is pretty much a look back. It's kind of like a small biography about the events that happened in Hannafield. And I, yeah, it, it kind of seems like it's set up as like a, like a kind of like a documentary, like making a murderer kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know what I like? And I know it's probably the Halloween <laughs> fan in me that just like loves the details. I love that they had... Bob's and Annie and Linda's last names. I don't know why. Yeah, I just thought that was cool. That was a cool take. Um, the the best moment for me in that little one minute and twenty two teaser that really doesn't show anything is just Michael walking with all those jack o' lanterns in front of. Oh, um, that was. Cool. I thought yeah, that was the music. That was such a good shot. I cannot. I'm like, dude. It's less than thirty days away. I'm so hyped. So and then yeah. And then the second trailer, what did what do you think, Ryan? Or this is the first time you saw first and second, or I saw the first one when it came out, and I saw the second one for the first time right before we started recording. Okay, I dug it, and you know, like 
I know I don't know it as well as you guys, but I can even feel like there was a lot of nuances that I'm probably going to have to go watch the first one again to get because I haven't seen it in forever. The best part about completely this, honest. the best part about this is that you don't need to watch anything else but the first one, so you'd be right yeah. up to date. And I can't, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I'll probably do that like right before, so it's like fresh, fresh in my head. But so I dug that. I dug the attitude. I dug some some of the. Uh, camera angles they did like i think it was in the first one as well but like when he went to go murder the old lady like that was awesome that was in the second one so second one, yeah so the best part about that second one that hypes me up is that the fact that it's the scene that everyone keeps talking about and g saw it at comic-con it's a one-take scene you're mentioning how the director shot it and the cinematographer yeah. that like whole long, like tracking it's, shot it's just one long tracking shot of michael killing people that's never been done in, a, in i don't think it's ever been done in a slasher film period right like no a, not like that a i mean i think i think it's supposed to be i i think like part of it's kind of supposed to be an homage to like the opening of halloween where yes. it's just the one with like no cut or oh, there are there are cuts but they're like secret cuts um but it goes beyond that where it's like a lot longer and there really is no cut. Like they're like camera just follows him from like house to walking house. down the streets and house to house. And it's a really cool scene. And it's funny you mentioned homage and Ryan, I know you're not really too into the franchise, but there's in this second trailer alone, there's homages right at the beginning to Halloween two, Halloween three, and I believe Halloween four. So right away when you walk in when when the trailer starts you see the kids walking with the with the with the boombox that's taken from Halloween too, where he goes to stab what, to kill the old lady with the hammer. That lady is in Halloween too, and where he where Michael picks up the knife and there's ham next to it. In Halloween too, he picks up a knife where there's ham next to it. Um, also, there is a uh, homage to Halloween three at the end of the trailer with the three masks. So there's a, homages all over the place. I I'm so hyped, cannot wait. And tickets haven't gone on sale yet, surprisingly. I thought, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it had a, it had another premiere last night or sometime uh, at some fest, another film festival, like a smaller one in Texas, and uh, the reviews from that were really good too. Right they now, really liked it's, it. It's almost. It looks like it'll be certified before it comes out. Right now, we are looking at the last time I checked, it was at eighty. Three? It's up to eighty. Okay. It's at eighty-four right now. With thirty, all right. It was at seventy-eight the last time I looked at it. Okay. So it's it's thirty-eight fresh reviews and then seven rotten. And the rotten ones are like, well, we, I read one uh, a week ago and it was pretty ridiculous. But Halloween, if there's a movie you should see the rest of the year, if it's not, you know, if it's up your alley, watch Halloween. So, any other news, guys, or shall we move on? Um, I can't. Oh, actually, I should have. With Halloween, I do have a question because I was thinking about it, and this is a little bit on the morbid. So I'm not gonna lie. Do you think he would be like Michael would have been a big deal now if with just three kills? I mean, sadly, we see a lot of that just in the daily news. So, so, it, right. that- so the one thing in this heritage trailer that is isn't is the first time I've heard it is that J, J, uh, Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, in this new trailer says that everyone in Haddonfield thinks Michael Myers is a myth, just a story to scare kids. They don't believe that he was real. So, yeah, yeah, I remember hearing and that. And then, like, one, re- one review I read when, when after it came out at the Toronto Film Festival, um, that was when it, they liked the movie, but that was one of the things they asked themselves before they watched it was, will, will his impact be as big if you disregard two through, you know, the rest of them? 
And, like, they basically wrote that, like, in describing her character, like, it became more of an impact for Lori because he, if you're in, living in a small town like Illinois and you're 16, 17 years old, he basically killed her childhood. Like, she didn't have, like, she couldn't be a normal teenager after that. And the impact of that, for her at least, is significant. And, that, I mean, I mean, I guess, and then, but that's what makes it significant for her. And then what makes it significant for the town is that it just eventually, it becomes just kind of like a myth or urban legend for a small town like that. Where everyone kind of talks about it, but everyone thinks that either it didn't happen the way it happened, or that she's crazy, and like all this other stuff. It kind of blows up based on people telling it the story throughout the years. And if you really want to pay attention to the entire Halloween franchise, Ryan, <laughs> Laurie Strode has died three times in the entire franchise. Twice. <laughs> twice. I apologize. Twice. So she died in Halloween 4, and she yeah. died in... Oh, off screen, <laughs> and then she died in Halloween 8 on screen. The absolute worst horror sequel of all time. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I'll probably love it then. No, no, no. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> there is some other movie news I just want to... Uh, I don't want to butcher his last name, but uh, Kerry Fukunaga. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's a big news. Big news. Was chosen to direct Bond 25, and I guess the most significant thing is that he is not British. <laughs> Uh, he is American, and uh, a lot of people had some criticism about it. Even though his uh, he he's known for doing uh, the True. first season of True Detective, which uh, was critically complained uh, acclaimed, and people have loved you se- it. Have you seen it? I've seen the first season, and then I watched some of season two, and season two wasn't that good. Yeah, he's not. He has nothing to do with season two, right? No, just season one. Yeah, it makes sense. Season and, um, one is great. He also directed Beasts of No Nation with Idris Elba. That, and that's a really solid film, too. And he... Oh, and he most recently directed Maniac with Emma Stone. And so Jonathan. I wanted to touch base on that before we get to our main topic. So I like it. I really expect people to be, like, divided on it because it's very... It goes out. It goes in different places that, you you know, are not the norm for people. So I, I, I it, looks, it looks very different. Yeah, it's very different. I'm an episode and a half in. So, but I, I just love seeing Bay on the screen. So I, I, I gotta watch. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you can. Oh, and then the oh, last... did you see the did you see the first look of uh, Chucky from the for the Child's Play remake? <sighs> so I, oh, I missed that. I, he looks so he looks CGI, polished, man. Dude. It looks like cool, like at first. Until it looks very like at least the shot they use. He looks very sleek, like. If Chucky was like a doll model with slick back hair, <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like. <laughs> and then you, and then when you go watch the original Child's Play, you're like, oh, he looks so evil in this, as opposed to yeah. that. But you know why I don't, I, I'm not a fan of it because I, I recently, probably like a, two months ago, a month or two ago, I saw the last uh, Cult of Chucky. Yeah. And I dug it. I really dug these last two. I know Lou. Well, that's the main complaint is that the last two movies were good. They have this TV series that they're developing. And that's why everyone that's involved with the original stuff is kind of laughing at Orion Pictures, who's doing the remake, because they're like, why are you doing this while the franchise is still strong? Usually you remake something when it's starting to die off. And in horror circles, the Child's Play franchise is still kicking pretty well. Um, The only thing that kind of gets me is that, I mean, I'm not saying that Aubrey Plaza is like A-list, but I'm surprised that she was cast as a lead and that she took it. And then they're saying that the movie is surprisingly emotional. And wait, they're done. Be. They're huh? done. They're sh- they started shooting this week. I guess the script is surprisingly emotional. Oh, okay. I was like, they yeah, started, what did yeah, I? Yeah, they started shooting. They started. They're, well, they're very. They're rushing it. 
they're rushing it hard. So like Halloween Five. Yeah, but like Aubrey Plaza, I mean, like it's not like I was surprised that they got like a name to be in it. You know what? It's funny. Not to we're talking about rush shop, Ryan. I have a challenge for you. So at the end of October, we are doing a cover, we're going to cover all different horror franchises during the month of October, right? So at the end of October, we're obviously going to finish off the month with Halloween. So we're going to cover every single movie in the Halloween franchise. You want to be on that? I want you to cover every watch every single Halloween movie. And I want you to tell us what you think of that think about Halloween 5. Are you down for that? Or did Ryan, Ryan left us, G? I don't know. I think Ryan left us. Ryan! He, he's like, I don't want to watch Halloween 5. And he's like, I don't want to watch Halloween 5. Well, it's better than that Dumpster Fire remake and then remake sequel. <laughs> I, man, I think you got to be nicer to the first, the first one. I mean, I'm going to watch it again. Cause, uh, I, I mean, you're, you know, we're going to hate the second one. I mean, I don't think there's any, I don't think that'll ever, ever, ever change any, our, our opinion on that. No, not at all. Uh, I, I, it's just not, it's, I don't, like, I guess, like, what he, what he decided to do after he remade the original was, like, I'm just gonna take this concept and run with it, and it's gonna be my idea, like, fully my idea, it's gonna be a Rob Zombie movie, that's what he decided to do. And it wasn't good, and I think you, we, we're probably gonna mention at the end of next month, we always say the same thing, Lori's just not likable, so you kind of don't care what happens to her. No, you don't, she died, you're like, okay, whatever. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't think there's anyone likable in the remakes. But I remember when uh, I remember when he cast that girl, uh, Scout Taylor Compton. Yeah, was always like singing her praises, like talking about how great she was, and uh, being shrill and annoying does not make you great. <laughs> yeah, she's not. I, I mean, her performance wasn't bad, but whatever. It is what it is. We shall see what happens when when it comes out it's funny though i'm listening to uh shout out to the halloweenies podcast they are doing like a uh breakdown as well of every single halloween movie but they're doing it more in depth than we will but they just finished i was listening to their halloween five one and the you know you know the details behind that it came out a year after the uh yeah they rushed it they rushed it so the script the the man in black the director, I, I'm not going to butcher his name, so I'll butcher it next month when I have to. Um, he wrote the man in black into Halloween 5, but never had a reason for him to be in Halloween 5. He's like, oh, they will answer that in Halloween 6. <laughs> he was like, I will leave it and up I'm to like, them. And I'm listening, I'm listening to this, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, well, it's kind of funny. I can't see, I'm just picturing him saying that because he's very French. <laughs> I, and I, so ha- I hate his interviews on all these documentaries. Oh yeah, but like it was funny because Daniel Harris said she loved working with him. He was just very animated and like she's just being nice. Yeah. What's <laughs> happening, <laughs> Ryan? You decide. I think you decided to come come back now. So yeah, I have no idea. My uh, Xbox just turned itself off randomly. Oh my god! <laughs> I, think, I think it's because we're talking about Halloween Five. Um, <laughs> so here's your challenge. I want you to watch every single Halloween. You have till October, the end of October, to watch every single Halloween. And come on the podcast for our Halloween breakthrough. And I want you to tell us what you think about all the Halloweens. All right. Just got. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll find them. Oh, they're easy to find. That's not going to be. Okay. That shouldn't be a problem. Um, I'm just curious. to Like the reason I want, I, I'm asking you to do this so you can give your opinion. Is I'm, I want you to. I'm curious to what you think about the bad ones. 
Okay. Because I have a feeling you're going to like some of these bad ones, and it's going to hurt Oh, me. I'm sure I am. <laughs> and then it's going to hurt G when you're like, I love Resurrection. <laughs> oh, it's going to hurt me. When you're what are you guys talking like about? Halloween. The remake was say, awesome. He's going to say he didn't like Halloween 4, and I'm like, oh, I can't listen to this. Well, if you, if you know anything about Halloween 4, Rise, that there's a great rooftop scene. Gio, Gio, let us know every single time we talk. The rooftop chase is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it's look, better than any chase scene in Halloween Two, where he just walks slowly down the hospital. That's all. the way. No, actually, <laughs> I don't think. And you probably think I'm nuts for this, but I don't think any stunt scene. This is not even a stunt scene in Halloween Two. But I love the fact, the simple moment, and you probably never. I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but in Halloween Two, towards the end, when he's chasing Laurie and he's going down the stairs, he's walking down the stairs without looking down. And I just think it makes him look so ominous because, you know, he's just... Well, it's, like, way too slow. <laughs> I actually like, love... There's moments, there's moments in there where he, like, where he kills Nurse Jill. That's cool with the scalpel. Uh, and then, like, her shoes drop to the floor. But then when he starts walking after Lori down the hall, it's like, wow, you're walking... She she rounds the corner a good, what feels like five minutes before he rounds the corner. <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, and then uh, but I do like the stuff at, towards the end where he walks through the glass door. And, yeah. I, by the way, I love Bud, so and we'll discuss that later. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you remind me of a Bud. I think you're a Bud. I am a good guy, so I am a buddy. <laughs> uh, he was right. kind of a player, though. Yeah. All right, so let's move on. So, Boy Meets World, man, 25 years. <sighs> How old do you feel when we're here talking talking about this show 25 years later? Very. I started watching Girl Meets World because I like Boy Meets World. So the show premiered on September 24, 1993, and it aired from 93 to May 5, 2000. It lasted seven seasons. Some continuity issues because I remember distinctly, especially I rewatched the series to get ready for the for for um our episode. And um early in the first season, there there's an episode where Corey, where Mr. Feeney gives Corey, well, gives the classroom an assignment about. What you're gonna, what the class of 2000 is gonna look back, look forward to in their future lives and careers. And I'm like, wait a minute, but they graduated high school in '98, so they literally skipped two years of their lives <laughs> and just moved forward. <laughs> so I thought that was funny, but um, yeah, the show premiered on ABC. It was part of TGIF. Uh, it started at 8:30 p.m. And then it moved to, I think, 9 o'clock towards the later seasons. I'm not 100% sure of that. Probably because they were getting, getting older. Um, they air at 8. <laughs> and I know G loves this when we talk about ratings. Uh, the first season what, had an average, average viewers of 8.4 million. The, the second season, 11.5. The third season, 10.1. The fourth season dropped a little bit to 8.7. Uh, the fifth season, 11.6. The sixth season, 10.9. And the last season, 8.7. So it never was a... Uh... Never top 10. Never even top that 10. What's, what's crazy is that like the ranking for like it having 8.7 uh, million viewers in season 7, it was ranked like number 73 out of all... Like It's just weird how ratings are now. Because like, this many viewers now, like you people would kill for that on any network. It's true. I mean, the, I, I think we've talked about this. Talked about this before. I think I Love Lucy had like a seventy-three, uh, Nielsen rating. That's so insane. It's. I mean, but it was a different time. People watched a lot of TV back then because there's nothing, and there was only three channels. So, or three I or four never, channels. Never got any Emmy nominations. I mean, I'm not saying it should have, but 
No. Yeah, no Emmy nominations, no Golden Globe nominations. I, was there ever a time you thought it, it a, could? It got a fuck ton of Young Artist Award nominations and wins. And then uh, Kids' Choice Awards, stuff like that. Um, some of the some of the fun facts I wrote about it. I, do you guys remember that the show had like four theme songs? Yes. Yeah. I loved the first season because I, I, you know, it's funny. I, I love watching. It was it first, a simple. It was simple, right. and, it, and it. I felt it went with their age. I think yes. it felt like it very like this is a a middle school TV show type of the type of the. Yeah, I feel like each yeah. time they changed it, it kind of progressed with how old they were getting older. And, and then the second season had no theme song, which was really annoying. It just had a uh, like a cartoon Corey just kicking a globe. I thought that was pretty lame. Um, then the third and fourth season had like a, um, I think an instrumental. And then the fifth, sixth, and seventh season had the theme we all know and love. Um, the cast is pretty. Well, there was two different ones. There was the one in the car. Which theme was that? That was the instrumental for season three and four. Okay. And then five is switched over to the other one. I did like the car one. Um, yeah. For anyone that hasn't seen the show, uh, the cast is. What are you? What? Why have you not? <laughs> I, I mean, maybe what's wrong with you? I don't know. Well, you're watching bad animated movies. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck that. So cool. Cor- Cor- Corey Matthews <laughs> is played by Ben Savage, brother of Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Uh, George Feeney is played by William Daniels. Uh, Amy Matthews by. Betsy Randall, Eric Matthews by Will Friedle, Sean Hunter by Ryder Strong, Stuart Minkus by Lee Norris, Morgan Matthews is played by two different people, which they yep. make a joke of on Girl Meets World. Yeah. And they also <laughs> made the joke as soon as they debuted the... Uh, oh, yes. And I think yeah, it was girl, Corey. Yeah. He's like, you look you look different. It's like, uh, that was the longest time out ever. <laughs> Alan Matthews is played by William Russ, who's also on The Sopranos. And that when I was rewatching The Sopranos like a few months ago, I was like, oh. Did that mess up your, that man, mess, your mind? Oh, my God. I'm like, no, this guy should not be talking like this. It's, uh, like, it's like when we learned that Bob Sag is actually a dirty son of a bitch. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's like, yeah. My first uh, celebrity crush when I was a young buck, uh, the Pangalores. Oh, hell yeah. Danielle Fisher. Um, Jonathan Turner, Anthony Tyler Quinn, and that's pretty much it. I think. Oh, and then towards the end of the series, we had Jack Hunter by Matthew Lawrence, Angela Moore by Trina McGee Davis, and Rachel McGuire by Madeline Ward. So I mean, I want to give them a little credit for the last three you named because you know usually when you like throw in new people towards like the end of the run of a show, there yeah. doesn't always work or they're kind of like out of place. But so they get uh, made... saved by the bell when they brought in uh, what was her name, the biker kind of check. Biker Tori. Chick. Yeah. So like they actually made sense, like all three of them. Yeah. Maybe uh, Rachel the least, but still liked her. And but like I, but Angela and Jack and them were actually kind of important. I mean, they were they weren't just there to just add new faces. They actually added something to like the narrative. So can I say that I didn't like Angela too much? What? Yeah, I was never a huge fan. You don't like interracial relationships, racist. <laughs> she played so many games, son. Like all she was doing was like playing with Sean's heart. The entire like yeah. fifth and sixth season was like, "Yo, I don't love you, but I do love you." When my dad came, now I love you again. Like, shut up. <laughs> Just get with the guy. That's what happens when you're, what happens when you're that age, man. <laughs> Dr. Penguin and Corey. You you were never in like a really like fickle relationship where. You or the girl goes back and forth. I, about, like, I would dude. never be with a girl that that fickle. 
Like uh. if you if you if you can't decide what you want, woman, you can go somewhere else. <laughs> Even in high school, I was like not dealing with that nonsense. Or- hey, hey, Corey and Topeya have their issues too now. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. Um, oh yeah. So I guess we can start off with our favorite moments. Oh, okay. Jen just texted me from her deep sleep saying, I didn't like Angela either. LOL. <laughs> so, it, oh, is she like the Vanessa of Boy Meets World? Calm down. <laughs> She's, she was, She said she was always so whiny and intrusive. Oh, like Vanessa. <laughs> she's not intrusive. She's part of the group and she's their friend and she's dating one of them. <sighs> well, you know what? I, I, I guess she was part of the group. I don't really count her as part of the group. She sucked. And she didn't she... counter as part of the group. She dated one of the main characters. <laughs> she just yeah. Well, there was a lot. He dated a lot of girls. So was every one of them uh, a main character? Okay. Okay. Well, he did not date one that became a series regular. <laughs> well, my favorite one of his girlfriends was the secret world of Alex Mack. So yes, oh, Larissa Olenek. That was awesome. She lasted like, like what, like three episodes, that. right? Yeah, that was a good uh, long relationship. All right, and then she was in one of my favorite moments that I think we're going to talk. Yes, that we're going to talk about. Jennifer Ross also said, um, "Yep, this is your Vanessa," and I was okay with the redhead too. And I agree, too much back and forth in that relationship. So look out for some more play by. That's what it's like when you're that age. Guys. Too much. Look out for some more play by play as the episode goes on. Oh, uh, she said Linda Cardinelli broke. Linda Cardinelli broke them up, but I still love her. Oh yeah, Velma from Scooby Doo. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's move on to our realist Boy Meets World moments. Not our, not my best, but I feel like the moments in the show that you're like, because it it went real dark. Because I think that that's why I really love. Should be that emotional. Yeah, like I, <laughs> that's what I really loved about the show. That yeah, it's a straight comedy. There's nothing drama about it. But when it it made sure to have certain episodes that you that really hit home on a lot of things. So that's why I think it really hit home for us i mean because we we're all young i mean we grew up with the show so we kind of grew up with them so that's why i think the show had an effect on us so here are some of mine uh i have at my number 10 realist boy meets world moments i have when sean begged god to save mr turner's life after his motorcycle accident yeah that's uh that's a that's yeah that entire episode oh yeah with the colts yeah that that yeah and I think everyone does a great job there. So especially, I think that's when uh, Alan Matthews is, shows his love for Sean when he like so he punks out the cult leader. Uh, that's when you, that's when you that's when you see shades of like future Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I should I shouldn't I should have seen it right then. I'd be like, you're gonna be in a you're gonna be in one of the greatest mafia shows of all time. Well, that was interesting to me because like that did show that he was like there for Sean. He was protective because he would also he also had that kind of relationship where he thought he was a bad influence on Corey. Yes, yeah. in the in the, in the like drinking episode. At a certain time, they actually didn't want them to like hang out in the drinking like, episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so like you know, it was interesting to see the two sides of it. Like you know, he he knew that like he was a troubled kid and stuff, and maybe didn't want him to influence his son. But in the end, he knew he was troubled and needed help, and that he would be he would stick by him like he was his own kid. Yep. Um, I also. Oh, have... we all knew a Sean. I knew a Sean growing up. <laughs> I think we all did. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think another one that I have is uh, towards the end of the series where Eric pointed out how Corey kicked him out of his life. Yeah. That's a, oh, my get, God. I forgot they, about that. And they get in a fight when they're, I think, when they're sell, selling the house or moving the stuff out of the garage. Uh, gar- yeah, they're garage I sale? Think having garage sale. Yeah. So To be fair, Eric exactly. got kind of stupid towards the end. So. Stupid. <laughs> but he's hilarious towards the end. 
Like, yeah, I uh, I mean, I know we'll talk about this later, but I need to, I need, is that, I want to know if there's any concrete reason why they made him dumb, because he was not dumb in the beginning. He was, uh, he was the heartthrob, him. right? I think Jenny thought yeah. he was the heartthrob. Yeah, and then they just gradually made him stupid. Oh my god, I remember the episodes. I is was, that like a, once you, if you go just on beauty, that's when uh, you become stupid? Well, yeah, yeah I mean, because there's an episode in the second season that Eric has a tutor, and the tutor just thinks he's hot. And then he just wants to do it on his own, but she like tries to help him chi and stuff. So yeah. they're saying he's you know, he's not just good looks or whatever, but I guess later on in the series they're like, nah, he's funny. Like I was rewatching the episode where uh he's trying to catch Topanga and he like hides in random places. <laughs> yeah. And then he hides in a oh painting. My god. Oh my god, it's fucking hilarious. Um so my number eight on on the moments I have when Corey and Sean tried to help a girl with the abusive father. That's like early in season two or three. Yeah, and that, I can't place that. Like she looks familiar. Yeah, right. She does look. And familiar. I can't place it. I think she's the girl from Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, there we go. I, I see th- it now. I think so. I'm not 100 percent sure, but this is why I need. This is when we need Jenny to look these like character I'm actors up. <laughs> I'm about to look it up. Um, my number, my number seven. I have when they fast forward seven years to Mr. Feeney's retirement party, and no one was friends with anyone anymore, and that's when we get uh, plays with squirrels. Oh yeah, yeah. Our I, friends will be talking about that soon. <laughs> um, I also have when Mr. Feeney dismissed the class one final time, which is, oh, I I cry every time I watch that last scene. <laughs> so sad. Um, very solid final moment. Yeah. Oh, when Topanga found uh, found out about Lauren. I hope oh you, yeah! Oh my God, you guys, you guys stayed quiet on that one. That's like so. No, deep. sorry, I was I was looking up the girl. Yes, oh. I do remember. Yes. <laughs> we, yes, we, it was. Sorry, I was looking up the girl who was from the. It's uh, it is a girl from Jurassic Park. It's uh, Ariana it, Richards. It was her. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, she was born in '79. She's old now. <laughs> so it's, not, going no. back to like the that episode, that episode with Lauren. Yeah, I know. I love Topanga, and I mentioned before. Laura was nice, man. Yeah, she was cute. She was nice. And she talked to Corey. Topanga, not for nothing. Topanga just left him. He's always there for Corey. Topanga just left him to go skiing, and he he has a broken foot and shit. That's that's not (laughs) very girlfriend like. Would you cheat on your girlfriend? I would never (laughs) cheat on Jennifer Ross. But (laughs) if I was like 17 and I was dating someone and she left me with my broken leg. I'd be pissed. All you had to tell me was that girl would eventually play Velma and Scooby Doo, and I would be like, "No thanks, <laughs> <laughs> no thanks." <laughs> I for I did rewatching, and I did forget that she ends up coming to Philly and like tries to like steal, to, like hang out with him and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> um, I also have when Angela, uh, oh, when kind of the only Angela moment I like actually is when. She was afraid that she'd leave Sean like her mother left her father. I thought that was really deep. Oh yeah. And then when Chet when Chet uh Chet Hunter died. Oh, heartbreaking. Because oh, yeah. I have like I have a lot of like, you know you know it I'm come from a single single mom, so yeah. like I have those Thank issues. Way. So like so though that got me because he never really got to have that build that relationship. So that got me. All right, but yeah, guys, what what are some of your moments if you have any? Um, best moments are realist. I'm whatever sorry. you whatever you want to throw out there. Whatever you want to throw. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm dealing with a puppy as well. I apologize. Um, 
my I have my best moments. Uh, the Happy Hunter family, the seeing the three of them sitting there, like when he was the janitor, when the Chet was the janitor. Yes, yes. And they were just all finally happy after all the bullshit they went through. Even as a kid, like I too, I came from a divorced home as well, um, so I never got that family thing. So seeing that for someone who never got it did touch. Like it's just that image always stays with me. Um, a bit more. F- complete opposite funnier side when they're having i think it's in the first or second season um when they have the flash forward to when they're old and yes Corey's you're line, supposed to take the roles <laughs> they want you to take the roles <laughs> i like every time i go out to eat and they have roles i always like lean into casey they want you to take the roles <laughs> it's funny because like I, the fact that they it just looks so hilarious as old people <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's, it makes that scene stand out a lot. Um, as a, also a Happy Days fan, the Sean Z. I don't like that episode. Oh, that's actually one of my least favorite episodes in the series. But see, I, I don't mind the episode, but the Sean Z makes me laugh, and yeah. especially when he wakes up and he's like, Sean Z, yes, he. Um, and actually touching on one thing that you talked about when uh. Turner had the accent in the cult. The this is the hug moment between Corey and Sean. Yes, the, I like that. That's a good one. I'd like that. It's just, uh, you know, I also grew up as the only child, and my best friends were my brothers. So, and like we've had real moments like that where we needed to, you know, knock each other, knock some sense into each other. Like, stop! You're being an idiot. This is what you got to do. And so to see that, you know, funny. You, you know what's? Cr- I will say they did Turner dirty. <laughs> Because you never see oh, yeah. it like I don't like that they did that. Do we know why? Was it a contract dispute? Like, do, Gee, we know do you know why? Or? I like how it's going like deeper behind the scenes. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be like, a reason. I don't really know. Like, was Boy Meets World? I mean, other than like Feeny, I, I can't. I'm trying to remember because I haven't like I watched certain episodes to kind of get caught up and stuff. But was Boy Meets World one of those shows that like gradually phased out? Like adult characters, no, not, not completely phase them out, but like didn't really use them as much. No, no if anything, did more. I, I think yeah, as the, as the show progressed, more adults were used. Hell, they even brought in. Um, I think Topanga in season six had a uh, an episode with a teacher. Well, Fred Savage actually. Yeah, it was Fred Savage. Oh, yeah. He made a pass at her, and they like they, and then his brother pushed him, and he almost got expelled and all that shit. So I think they. Went a lot, of, a lot more or, adult oriented towards the end of the series. So that's why, I, I mean, I get when they graduated high school, you're not going to see Turner anymore. But like those last two years, he wasn't even on the show. So I thought it was yeah, weird. it was just like what the maybe hell? He had other, maybe he had other gigs, man. Like Did? when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! Wait, let me look up his filmography. Really you quick. go ahead and do that while Ryan is telling us. You let me know what a list movie he's been in that he couldn't be in season four and five of Boy Meets World. Oh man, well, I, that that was major show. shade. He's on the show from 1994, they they list him as 94 to 2000. That's fucking lies and fairy tales. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, okay, so let me look. Hold on, I'm trying to look at it around that time. They did bring him back on Girl Meets World. That's fun. Yeah, for like I, an I, episode, right? No, no, he was in for a few episodes. He's just, uh, super. Oh, that's right. He was the print, the superintendent. That's right. I'm sorry. All right, I'm gonna scroll down. I gotta scroll down to like around the time period that he was on. Oh, don't that. worry, you're not gonna find nothing. 
All right. <laughs> and around, the the time he was on, around the time that he was on Boy Meets World in 1995, he was on an episode of Sliders. <laughs> wait, and wait, wait, what the fuck is Sliders? It's with uh, uh, fucking Jerry O'Connell. It was like a sci-fi show. I've never, ever heard of Sliders. All right, go ahead. Oh, and then from 1994... Well, not really from 1994 to 1998, but during 19, the 1994 to 1998 period, he was on six episodes of Melrose Place. So maybe he was filming those episodes of Melrose Place. Okay, six episodes does not take you know the last oh two years. <laughs> and, and then and then and then during that time period, he was on one episode of Jag. Oh, Jag is terrible. That was a CBS show. And and two episodes of Party of Five. So he had a lot of guest spots. He was like busy doing guest spots. And he was on five episodes of Caroline in the City. Too bad he didn't he didn't have a good time being a fucking series regular. But what the fuck? Do I do? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I need to do six and I, episodes. And I actually really like Mr. Turner. I thought he, he was one of one of my favorite characters I, the time he was on. Uh, uh, yeah, if you're gonna have a cool hip teacher like that, I would want to be him to be like for like, sure. All right, Ryan. Sorry to right. cut you off. Keep going. No, that's all right. And. I definitely had to bring this up, the wrestling match ep- episode. Oh, I'm talking about that later. So I have a lot. <laughs> all right. Yeah, have- well, all right, then I'll save that. Um, but I will also – well, actually, that's part of it. Never mind. Um, we have to talk about the Feeney call. Feeney? You know what's funny? You know what – that I like the Feeney call, but you know which one I think it's hilarious? I think he starts doing it in season three when he starts screaming his name out the door. <laughs> like, Mr. Feeney! Mr. Feeney! I just funny, think that's... I had a teacher. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I had a teacher really... who uh, I had a Feeney call with, like he, Mr. Tyler. So I'm like, Tyler! Every time I would see him. I hope he failed you. What were you saying, G? You were going to say something? Oh, no. I'm just think we were talking about Will Friedle. He was really funny. Like, he got really good comic timing, and, like, he, no, no, he was just really good. I Especially think, if you're gonna make the character that stupid, stupid, like they did. Uh, he has to the be lucky like, numbers he episode. Just, he can't just be a dummy. <laughs> Which is the lucky number episode, right? The one where he gets uh, the power to see the future. Oh my god, I forgot about that. That's towards the end of the series, right? Yeah, and then uh, Jack is trying to get the numbers out of his head, and he gets so obsessed with it that he starts banging Eric's head against the thing. And he's like, here, here's your numbers. Fine. Just, you know, go away now. And it's funny and... you mentioned Jack. I mean, G mentioned a little bit that he fit. Jack is really funny. They worked so yeah. well together when they were on the show. Oh, that was such a great pairing. That was He was much better than with uh, Will than the other friend. Oh, that I toolbox. Think... That's like two yeah. feet tall. I forgot about him. <laughs> Like the little rat-looking son of a yes, bitch. Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember. Oh, my God. One of my most disliked episodes. If I, I mean, it's not that I hated it, but it's like, oh, I hated the character. Is when they were both dating that girl, Desiree. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The girl from, like, Savannah and shit. Oh, you suck, lady. I would never date anyone that annoying and obnoxious. Well, do you want? I'll start. The t- I'm sure we're going to talk about more, but I might as well. I should be talking about now. The wedding episode. No, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We're talking about moments. You're talking about episodes. No, just the moments sitting there. I'm sorry. Like when they're <laughs> like when uh, he sit. Uh, that, I'm sorry. The mo- the I bring fart when Sean and uh, Corey were sitting there. Oh, the wedding episode. And like, okay, I have there. to go. And he's like, there I have again? to go now. 
Yeah, it's like, I have to talk to her now. Okay. <laughs> All right, G, do you have any moments, or you're just... Yeah, I kind of, like, scatter them about a little bit, so they're not in particular order, but um, I liked uh, in the, like, two-part graduation episode um, when they bring back Minkus. Yes. Because he, he was never given, like, an official goodbye. And they bring back Mr. Turner in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just says that there was just another part of the school, and that's where he had been the whole time. Like, they he, they, like, they don't really explain, like, where he had gone. I mean, we all went to high school. Did you have that part of the school that no one went to? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there was, like, there were, like, these little, like, trailer, like, bungalow things, like, that certain people had classes in. I never had a class in that area, in that area at all. And it was, like, off, it was almost, like, off campus. Like, you had to walk across the street. So it wasn't really det- attached to the school. And, like, everyone that had classes in that, we thought we would, like, never, like, we were, like, we're never going to see you again. It almost felt like a horror movie. Because, <laughs> like, we- they were, like, you, oh, you got a class in, like, the bungalows? Man, good luck. It was yeah, nice knowing. I, I had something <laughs> like that, too. I had, it's uh, on my end, it's called the Annex. I never had a class in the Annex, but I felt yeah. like every time someone went in there, they weren't coming out. <laughs> um, oh, one more. Oh. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, one more moment. Uh, I know we're going to talk about the episode probably, but the moment itself, because to me, it's actually the most important moment from that show because I've carried it my entire life since this watching it. All right, you set yourself up. This better be fucking gold. Lose one friend, lose all friends, lose yourself. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it just the, oh, it Je- just taught me so much like about friendship and how like it just spoke to me. Jennifer Ross, before G continues, wants us to know that the short friend is from Step by Step, and he was Max, <laughs> in, a, and he was Max in a Goofy movie. His name's James Marsden. Oh, uh, he's just the animated. Like yes. Pops. No, that's James Marsden. That's someone else. Marsden. No, that's how she spelled it, though. James Marsden. Did she spell it like Cyclops? Oh, she's she spelled it like Cyclops. <laughs> she's sick. It's okay. All right, G, keep <laughs> keep going. All right. Um. I also the moment where um. Uh, was, I, I I don't know if it was the first time that Sean and Corey got notified. I can't remember, but when Corey videotaped a member of Sean's family committing yes, a crime, and then, yes, 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 destroyed the tape, and like it, it just kind of like, uh, just the perfect dichotomy as uh, like of their friendship, where like you know Corey's like the good one, and Sean's not necessarily bad. He's just you know Sean. a little bit more rough around the edges, and just showing their like differences. And I think that was one of the moments where their differences kind of came at odds with each other uh because usually you know the, their difference is kind of like you know sean brought a lot out of Corey, and then i think Corey kind of could like kind of calm sean down a little bit they kind of yeah. worked well together but i think that moment in that i guess that particular episode kind of shows that like their differences could come at odds and they kind of came at odds in like a big way jason, um jennifer ross i said jason mars then she apologizes all right. Oh, I was like, I was like uh, you had me thinking that Cyclops was on one. <laughs> um, I also like uh, when Topanga uh, was supposed to go, to, or she moved, like she had to move to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then it's the moment where you think she's gone forever, and then like she comes back in the end, and she's like, it's raining, she's all covered in rain, and then like Topanga you know, in the rain, she decides yeah. not to go. Like, I think that kind of, I don't know. There's a lot of moments, I guess, that personify their relationship because there, there's a lot of like key moments for them yeah even when i think gee, i think actually she moved to pittsburgh and then she traveled all the way back to yep. she yeah, away anymore that's on the that's actually on my episodes list because i think that's a crucial moment for both of them in the, oh, uh, in the series yeah. yeah yeah and like you know they have a few but i think that's like 
that could be the pinnacle. Uh, and then um, I have I actually have all the basic ones that you guys had too. I had when uh, Sean's father passed away. I also had uh, when little Joshua Matthews died because uh, that really doesn't happen. Well, he survived. On. Or not die, but then he was feels like he was gonna die. Sick, yeah. Uh, he was sick. Yes, like, yes. The, like, like they don't and really that was like such a great Corey and Topanga moment in there too. Also too, yeah. And I think like too, like sitcoms like most of the time don't really touch on like, especially with a baby of like being that sick where you know it could possibly happen where, you know, uh, that's the whole good thing about Boy Meets World. It just wasn't afraid to touch on like real stuff. Yeah. Instead of just being like a silly, you know family sitcom yeah I, I totally agree with you and then like most of my other stuff kind of goes into like episodes so i'm gonna save some of the all right sounds good so let's just um fry i should just go I, i'm sorry one more go ahead it's <laughs> because you mentioned again the sean's dad dying part but i think for me the most emotional part in there was when sean got in the car and he was talking to his dad like the, like almost force ghost dad i hate to use that term but yeah (laughs) 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 but them sitting there and just having that moment like i miss you i'm right here and then the next episode he starts his training oh yeah you don't get it you fucking lost it you start you say force ghost and i say jedi training you're like oh sorry yeah (laughs) and as as a reminder g has to work in one hour so let's get this let's get this shit done okay all right, so I'm going to go through – I'm actually going to just go through 10 through 1. I mean th- 10 through 2, and then we just round off our, our favorite episodes. So right. my number 10 – I have a lot of older moments, older episodes, I mean. So my number 10 is titled Rave On, and that's when um, that's when three-fourths of the monkeys appear in the episode where it's uh, yes. where Corey and, Corey and Eric plan a rave on the same night as their parents' anniversary, and they decide to have both parties at once. Um I love my favorite line from the show from that episode where Corey's like, it's Reg, Reginald Fairfield. I, I don't <laughs> know why that shit cracks me up. That shit fucking cracks me up. Um, number nine for me is the pilot because I think I started watching the show when the show started. I don't know if you guys started later, yeah, but I, mean, I literally I mean, started. kind of touched on that earlier, like asking when we all – I watched from the very first episode as well. Yeah, same here. I think- it had a lot to do with uh, – it had a lot to do with Wonder Years because, like, I knew even as, at a young age the connection between like Fred Savage and Ben Savage. They don't look anything alike, so, by the like, way. I, that had a lot to do with oh, me wanting wow. to watch it because I was like, you know, I love the Wonder Years too. Growing up, probably not as much because it didn't last as long, and you didn't really grow. I didn't grow up with it. Like Boy Meets World, we kind of grew up with it through the similar years that we were like they were going through, basically. Yep. Uh, so yeah, but that I watched from the very beginning. I when you were actually at home on a Friday to watch. TV. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> When it was a po- the way I call it when it was appointment television. Yep. Uh, Ryan, when did you start watching? I want to say second season only because I was so young because it came out in '93. I was three years old. Oh yeah, so yeah, I, that's, I, that's fine. So <laughs> I think like seconds. <laughs> yeah. So for you're me, like, you're like season. I'm four years old now. I'm ready for Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think I'm. I kind of remember watching like the beginning. Like I definitely remember. Their last, their senior year. Like I remember watching that live, but I definitely remember some things before live. I just can't give you an exact number for sure. But it's like, kind of funny now because like they had that whole moment where they really pointed out that Topanga went through puberty, like she like had developed. Yes, and I was like, I don't know if you can really do that on a show now. No, of like, course not. At, at, but like, it's just funny how 
things have changed. And they since. and, the, and you know what's crazy, G? They do it in a, such an innocent way. They don't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's in not any... dirty at all. It yeah. wasn't. I mean, uh, it's kind of like it is when you are that young, like. But the the what I well, the irony in the in the in the pilot is that I don't think the show. Not only does the show never change its tone throughout the entire series, even from the pilot, because some pilots have a specific tone and it just changes throughout. This tone that the pilot sets stays consistent throughout. But Corey's first lesson with Mr. Feeney is about love and its importance in the world. And Corey's like, do you know that I'm 11 years old and like I'm never going to love anyone <laughs> and all that stuff? Little does he know that the show goes on to be, you know, about him and his relationship and love. So I thought I think it's it's um it starts off very, very well. Uh my number eight is a uh a long walk long walk to Pittsburgh, part one and two. Pretty much what you guys were talking about before where Topanga leaves. And I think it's very emotional. Both uh Ben and Danielle do a great job on the, on this episode. And this is when the show when shows used to still have the live audience and when yeah. Corey opened that door and Topanga was in front, like the crowd went oh. crazy. Oh, it's like yeah. it's a combination of the awes and the cheers. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking great. Um, uh, that's a, that's Roman a good wishes example, can get a though, pop like that. Performances, though, they were completely in touch with each other, and I think it helped that not just them, but it seemed like all of them were actually like friends. They weren't just like working together. They still are, I think. Uh, and they still are friends. Yeah. yeah. So that they're that, very close. Yeah. Um, moving I on. Kind of see that. To my number seven, uh, Rye, you wanted to touch on it before. It's it's called It's About Time. It's Topanga and Corey's wedding. It took a while. Like, we're watching the seri- series. It took him two years after he she, quote, unquote, proposed to get married. That happens in real life sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I'm going through <laughs> it right now, so. Uh, yeah, it was uh, just a little over, a little under two years for me, so. But I do like that. Uh, I think Eric is great because in the entire episode, he just wants to be the best man. And he's like, come on, give me the job. I'm your brother. We both came out of your daddy's womb. <laughs> um, my number six is Boy Meets. It's the title of Boy Meets Girl. It's Corey goes on his first date with Topanga to keep Sean. This is from the first season. This is towards the end of the season where I think it's the 22nd, 21st or 22nd episode of the season where it's the first time they actually look at girls as someone they want to spend time with or build relationships with or like or so on and so forth and this is the first time that Corey and Topanga kiss that's when she throws him up against the locker and kisses him she had some awful hair though that first season (laughs) oh the it got better when it got straight (laughs) yeah for sure Uh, my number five is actually another Topanga and Corey episode is and me loving Disney is the happiest show on earth uh, it's when Corey and Topanga get back together when he go when he goes to Disney with Sean. Um, I think this is the best because in the '90s, I don't know if you've noticed that the a lot of comedies went to Disney in the '90s, like Family Matters True. and Full House. I think this is the best '90s comedy Disney episode. Yes. So that's just my personal opinion. I I go to one since I go to Disney a lot making lines are just a thing over there and i think it's hilarious and the my biggest takeaway from that one outside of cory topanga is when they're making a line and cory's like oh i hope this is a, a ride worth waiting for and they're just on the line for fucking churros yes. <laughs> i just think that's funny um my number four is um it goes to season two city slickers city slackers this is where uh you kind of get the backstory to mr feeney where he has like a diary that Sean reads and it's about his wife. 
and about the watch that they lose and they they spend all night trying to get his watch back for for Mr. Feeney. And I think it yeah. establishes their three of their relation the all three of their relationships very strongly. Uh, my number three is graduation. Um, I think it's a culmination of everything from the first four seasons. And I think I don't have it in my notes because I couldn't really find how accurate this is. So I didn't really want to, you know, put it as fact. But there's a rumor that this was supposed to be the series finale. I heard that, too, actually. I heard that at one point as well. So I'm not, you know. I yeah. guess that's why they decided to add more characters too to see the last three seasons because you know if this is supposed to be it, you got to kind of start fresh. Um, my number two is such a guilty pleasure, but I fucking love it because I love horror movies so much. And it's and then there was Sean. It's when it's the class. It's the Halloween episode. Like a, yeah, it's yes. like an ode to slasher films and so has good. and has Jennifer Love Hewitt on it. And I so love she Jennifer. Dating, she was dating Will Ferrell at the time. Oh really? Was she? Yeah, that's why. That's why she was on the episode. Yeah, I thought it was a weird. I mean, I love the cameo, but I thought it was weird for the time because she's like a huge movie star in the nineties. Right? Like, yeah, and it made yeah. sense then because she she was in I know you did last summer and stuff. But yeah, she kind of worked. Both she angles. wore that sweater and I know you yeah, did last summer. Yeah, so. Jennifer Love Hewitt used, used to be hot. Yeah, she's not anymore. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she hot. I mean, she's, <laughs> she's, she's. I mean, for the '90s girls, yeah, she still looks very good. And I and my favorite line on it for some reason is when. Feeney locks him in, and he, and Corey's like, he can't do that. It's against the Geneva Detention Convention. I just, <laughs> that episode actually has one of my favorite Angela moments. Is when Jennifer Love Hewitt screams, and then Angela gets all like jealous and uh, tries to yeah. outscream her, and does like the ghetto snap scream. She got all ratchet <laughs> shit for no reason. <laughs> all ratchet, yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, so yeah, that's my ten through two. All right, what do you guys got? Ryan, go go off first. All right, I got some honorable mentions. I'll go through real quick. The killer episode that we just talked about, uh, graduation, uh, the Corey the Freak episode, and uh, the one where they're doing the PSA or whatever the video for the college, and uh, with Sean and Topanga, and then uh, so Corey gets jealous because like they have to pretend to be a couple because it has one of my favorite, another one of my favorite moments in it is when Sean is laying on the bed, and Corey takes the sheet off and he's like. Underpants. Underpants. Yes, <laughs> All right, but um, number ten is the I can't remember episode name. So oh, I Ryan, apologize. I'm sorry to cut you off. Ryan, I'm sorry to cut you off. I didn't, right. mention, my, I didn't mention my honorable mentions. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I like the episode where Sean and Corey dress like girls to test the scumbag guys. Oh, okay, that made my yeah. list. I made my list down further towards the end, but it's really funny. It's so, so I, funny. I, bad about it. right, <laughs> I forgot about that until just now. Um, we'll have a good time. That's when Chet's uh, Chet's de- uh, death. Um, sister, because uh, G and I love Danielle Harris, but I love the episode where she's uh, Harley Kinder's sister. Yep. And any fucking episode with Vader. Yes. <laughs> Any episode with Vader. It's so funny because he's like, G, uh, you don't watch wrestling, but cutting a promo is like when you're like in the ring and you're like saying your lines to like another wrestler type of deal. So like I feel like every time he's on the show, he's cutting a promo on like all these like scrawny characters and shit. I think it's hilarious. But yeah. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Keep all right. That's how it. Uh, no, I just, I just start now. Yeah, Number yeah. ten is the Super Soaker episode, like where he works hard and needs to get for the water fight, 
I just like that life lesson that, you know, father, son moment, and that your job is to be a kid 11 years old as long as possible. Because for me, especially, I rewatched it just like the other night. And I consider myself very young at heart, so I still kind of hold that, like, still keep young, and especially with everything going on, you know, getting married yesterday, like, still don't lose that part of you no matter what. Um, so I took that. Um, number nine is the one with Guy. I may say this wrong, but Guy gets acquainted with Universe, where Eric uh, goes to Hollywood. Is that the one? Uh, shit. Hold on. What does That's he do in that one? episode? He uh, takes over at the play, and he kills it, and then there's a Hollywood scout in the audience, and he goes and works on a sitcom that's pretty much Boy Meets World, only without it being Boy Meets World. That's why it's like God gets acquainted with Universe, and they make all the actresses, and act like they make uh, the guy who plays Sean very, like, shy. Oh, yeah. Um, The guy who plays uh, Corey is an asshole, and Topanga's very (laughs) lovey-dovey. It was awesome. I just really love that. I always got kicked out of that episode. I pop every time it's on. Sorry, my phone locked. Um, number eight. Uh, I, the episode where with Frankie the Enforcer, who's one of my favorite. Ethan Stapley is such a great actor. No, I think he's very Stupley. underrated. <laughs> um, but where they have him show more of his sensitive side, how he likes poetry, how he's not just Frankie the Enforcer. So the is lesson that, there. That's a Vader episode too, right? Or no. I believe so. At least maybe for a little bit, but not. Oh yeah, because I think he's also trying. Yes, because he wants to get closer to his dad. Yes, that's when they during Topanga Sweet Sixteen, right? No, no, no. That's a. I, I'm think that's another one. There's two different ones like that, but that's oh, okay. a different. Oh no, actually, yeah, no. That the one you're thinking of is a different one. I do have, but yes, huh? We'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Frankie, um, by the way, Frankie's little brother is hilarious. Yes, <laughs> like so. Proper. And Joey, did Joey, like Joey the rat ever go on to do anything? <laughs> yeah. Probably be on bad TV shows and bad movies. Who was real quick? Since we're just talking about it, who was the best of like the tough guys? Was it the greaser dude or I can't remember their names? Harley and and uh, Jen, Griff. Griff, 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 Harley um, or Griff? Who was rewatching? Harley was funny. Rewatching the show, they're not on it that much. After the, not, yeah, no. I felt like when I was younger, they were on it a lot. Yeah, they were <laughs> yeah, I felt like they were on so much more, and then you watch, rewatch it, like, wow. That Griff was, was on. Like Griff episodes. was in, like, two, three episodes, right? Yeah, I think so. Then they just kind of stopped with the bullies and enforcers. But I got, I'm definitely more of a kinder guy. I was so happy when they used him in Girl Meets World. I, I, kinda, I guess they figured on Boy Meets World there were so many other issues that they didn't really need bullies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, Ryke, Um. Back. My number seven is the again. I don't remember the name of the episode. The Valentine's Day kidnapping one, where a bunch of Sean's ex girlfriends kidnap him on Valentine's oh, I Day. Oh, I forgot about that one. It's so much fun, and like it's a great Will and Jack episode as well because they're just so funny. They play off each other. Yeah. Like uh, when they see him being tied up, like oh, that and a, ball. <laughs> and a Saved by the Bell, the new class connect because one of the girls from one of those three exes was on uh, Saved by the Bell, the new class. Yeah, I fuck with the new class, by the way. No, you don't. Why are you yes, saying that to me? Yes, I do. So I used to watch that Saturday morning lineup of, <laughs> of Saved by the Bell, the new class. Hang and time. Yeah, I would watch, I would watch uh, City Guys and then Hang Time. Love Hang Time. I, I used to love all those. And I actually didn't think Saved by the Bell, the new class was bad. Oh, why do you like the new class of Poor Man Screech? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, it was all right. It wasn't as good as Saved by the Bell, but it, 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 it did its work. Not for nothing. I mean, this is another topic. For another for another day, but um, 
Saved by the Bell is not the greatest show I've ever made, you know? It's not. Yeah, there, there are some, when you get older, you realize. Like, there's oh. some yeah, bad. Never accused, it was just popular. I, I, I thought it was, you know, I thought I grew up with it, and I thought it would be great. I don't know. Oh, no. Jenna, I remember. Jennifer I remember Ross says she liked the college. It, it began as, like, Good Morning Miss Bliss or whatever yeah, the fuck it was called. Yeah, it was supposed to be a runner around her. Uh, Jennifer Ross says she likes the college years. That's fine. I can gross. see that. That's fine. I can see her liking that. <laughs> that is so gross. All right, go ahead, Ryan. We're not going to yeah, no, that episode so much fun. Um, I'll, I'll speed through a little bit more. Uh, we talked about it already a little bit, Noah being sick. Uh, I My biggest takeaway is uh, Sean's moment in the Nick and also the Corey and Topanga angle that entire episode. You know, like she didn't know how to handle it. And then like she got to be her – she did her old school stuff again with the heart and the lipstick. Like it always touches me. Um, the fa- like the I watched it again recently. It's from the first season, the one where Alan lets Corey stay. This is uh, stay up to watch that no hitter. Like that, I and, love that. Oh, that's just such a again. Also, I think this is also the same episode where the, you learn that just because yeah, because Feeney then fails him because he fell asleep, and then it teaches you that two people can be wrong and right at the same time. Mm-hmm. I like that, and I love that. Um. David, I'm really surprised this wasn't on your honorable mention. The noir episode. Oh, I didn't like that one. Really, I, I loved it. I I don't like when I don't like when shows comedies today or back then. I just don't like when shows have like these episodes where they just go back in time or do some like funky like. Is that the one with the closet? Is that the one with the closet portal? Yes. Sure. Oh yeah, I didn't like that episode either. I was because like when before we did this, you were like, can you like. Think of like worst episodes, and I honestly couldn't think of anything that I hated except for like a few little things like that. And I don't like episodes like that either. I think they're cheesy. Like sometimes it was fun, but it just they're just really cheesy. You know what the thing is, right? Like I feel like these episodes wouldn't be there if it was a shorter season. Yeah, Yeah, that's I can see that. It just it just it just screams filler. So that's why I'm like, ah, no. But they had the nice little lesson in the end with you know, and with for the for their relationship. Sure, why not, Ryan? Go ahead. I'm just all right. <laughs> um, number three, the Sweet Sixteen. That is when he wants to get closer to his dad. So I was wrong, but and there was another thing with him with the poetry and not being the enforcer. That's what I was talking yeah. about earlier. But uh, no, the super, the Sweet Sixteen. I mean, Vader, the whole everything about it, the slow dance in the wrestling ring. As uh, a, like I can, as a wrestling fan, Ryan, I hate that <sighs> they glorified a job match. <laughs> <laughs> Like in reality, at that time, that match wouldn't be anything serious. But sure, for Boy Meets World, why not, man? Why not? And number two is the wedding episode. Everything you know between the just dealing with the relationships, going into the biggest relationship, the biggest moment of their lives, and the moment we've all throughout the series were waiting for. You know, we got you know that final thing that we've all wanted in that show. By the way, The Office did the same thing with Jim and Pam. It took them like five years to get married. Yeah, you gotta milk it. Yeah. On a sitcom or any show. Yeah, that's true. All right, you Sometimes your... it pisses people off and it can kind of turn off viewers and make them not watch, but well, if I, you I, like I w- create enough tension throughout or it. I will I say, mean, J- Jim and Pam got really boring after the, they got married, so. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the times it's the, you, like the, 
the beginning of the union that's more interesting than watching them be oh my together. God, I they were going to say the beginning of the end. You're like, oh, you're oh, no, really, no. you're really trying to get on on Miss Jennifer Ross's toes. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage equals the beginning of the end. <laughs> All right, G, what do you got? All right, at uh, ten, I put, uh, and then there was Sean. Uh, I Mostly thought that because, would be higher, to be honest with you. Um, I well, I kind of like I I do I think it's really funny, but I think the ones that I picked that were higher, I tried to that were a little bit more poignant, I guess. And you know, this one's just kind of like a one-off. It doesn't really do much to the overall story, but it's still fun. And I, if you're a '90s horror fan, it's even more fun. Absolutely. Um, at nine, I have a chick like me, which you also mentioned, uh, where they uh dressed up like girls to uh kind of realize who, what it's like oh my woman. god gee since we're talking about that episode who is that guy because i know he reminds me of someone from like Dude, the 90s uh, uh, that's what bothered me now too oh I, my god i was scared. watching i was watching it i'm like who it, he is in something and i can't remember what the fuck he is he's in i got any gen now google google Jen <laughs> from your dead sleep find it <laughs> <laughs> it's funny yeah uh, Jen, uh, uh, Go ahead. number eight sorry uh, at number eight, I have uh, "Wake Up, Little Corey," uh, which is in season two. Is that and it's, I guess, well, it's the kind of it, it's the one where uh, they accidentally Topanga and Corey accidentally uh, spend the night together, at, and uh, yes, yes, spend the night at school. And I think it was like one of the first forms of like it was almost like G-rated like slut shaming because they kind of say a lot about her. Yes, they have a lot to say about Topanga. Oh, <laughs> she was a whore. She was a whore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number seven, also because it's just fun, and uh, even though it's kind of like a one-off, the singled-out episode. Oh my god, I didn't know that was Chris Hardwick. Yeah, I know you were like when you sent that. I was like, yeah, that's how that was. That's probably like his. That has to in. be where he started. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a fun episode, and like you know, Eric's always it's always fun to spend time with Eric. Uh, at number six, I have uh, Heartbreak Corey, which is when he uh, cheats on Topanga. I have mixed feelings about the episode because I still like, even I, it's good for drama and it was a really well done episode. I still don't feel like there was enough motivation to push. Agree. Yeah, because uh, you like, know, is that that's the uh, the Lauren episode, right? Yeah. 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 So tech, look, all right. We're, I'm, I'm, we're, we're gonna. You didn't do enough. I know he was hurt, and he. <laughs> no, no. But here's my thing. I'm, I'm probably gonna get shit for this, but it's okay. He didn't kiss her. She kissed him. Well, I mean, his eyes kind of kissed back. He didn't kiss her back. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, he like he didn't like resist. I mean, like it, you wouldn't if you if she was coming in for the kiss, you go hey 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 hey. And also, I think it she got Topanga's more mad That's that he kept the mad. secret and stuff like that more than the fact that the kiss happened. Oh, uh, Jennifer Ross has come back. Ryan Biddle is the name of that man from the when Corey and Sean dress like girls. Oh, I, didn't know uh, that is. I don't. I, he's <laughs> that doesn't help. I need to know what he what he's been in. He was on Dawson's Creek, apparently. <laughs> and all my and children. All my children. <laughs> One episode. All right, uh, am I at number five now? I think. Yep. Go ahead. Okay, number five. I have. Uh, uh, hair today, uh, goon tomorrow, and the only reason I like this episode because like I like because growing up where I grew up, I had like I mean I have curly hair when it grows out, it's really curly, and like when I was younger, I was like I wanted hair that was like my friend's hair basically, like I felt like they had Gee, better hair. That's what it is. He was on Buffy and Seventh Heaven. 
That's why. Oh, okay. That's why I would recognize him. That's why I recognize him. All right, go ahead. You know what? You know what I like. You know what I like about the episode too is that when he when they're, they're uh, Topanga's looking in the mirror and Sean's looking in the mirror and Corey's looking at a picture of Mr. Potato Head. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you... it's so good. Uh, at number four, I have the happiest show on earth, uh, which is uh, the Disney World episode, and of course it's. Uh, a big moment for Corey and Spanga. And, you know, like TJF was known across their shows to do a lot of Disney World episodes. Yes, and it that was, one yeah. still stands out to me as like the best one across all their shows, I think. Gee, that guy that was trying to get with her the whole episode, wasn't that Toolbox a, a douchebag in 10 Things I Hate About You too? Oh, Andrew Keegan. Andrew, Andrew Keegan? Andrew, Andrew Keegan. What a douchebag. Well, I mean, I mean Joey Donner. <laughs> <laughs> uh... At number three, I have uh, graduation. Uh, I mean, I think it's hard for a lot of like like teen shows, not just comedies, but dramas, or anything, to make the transition from like middle school to high school and like where they're gonna go after that. And I think, uh, like you said, it's a culmination of like kind of like where the show started and where it is up into that point. And they actually handled all of those transitions well. I don't think it was ever like an awkward transition as they stepped into each part of. And that, cool. that's a good point because looking at it now, they I think they may be the only show that ever transitioned from middle school to high school to college. College. And like it was seamless. Like it wasn't like they jumped the gun. Like some of those shows, like, you know, I, 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 we always make jokes about certain teen shows where like they all talk about like on the episode where they're about to graduate, like, oh, like I can, like they might live in New York and they're like, oh, I'm going to go to USC. I want to go to UCLA. They want to move out of state. And then all of a sudden there's just like one big college in the town that they live in. Like, oh, that's just <laughs> like <some> university. <laughs> <laughs> like they all go to the same school. <laughs> and like, that's not realistic. Um, but, you know, like Boy Meets World actually made that work. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, at number, it's at number two. I have a, a long walk to Pittsburgh. I actually mentioned that in my moments too, but uh, I, it just still like stands out to me as like I, like when I think of Boy Meets World. I always like that's one of the first moments and episodes I think of because like you know that relationship is at the core and it's the heart of the show. And I think that kind of that episode just shows how strong their relationship is. Agree. And if that if the relationship didn't work, the show wouldn't have worked. So not at all. Yeah. Oh, Alrighty. So now time for our favorite. Boy Meets World episode. I wonder if we all have the same one. I kind of. I wonder if we do too. Because no, no, none of you guys have mentioned it, so I'm wondering if it's the same one. So I'll just go first. It's the series finale. Yeah, that's mine too. No, you, oh, even a, you didn't even mention it on your honorable mentions. I'm about to kick you <laughs> off this line. I, I, I just made the list like a couple minutes ago. You I remind me of someone that I don't like very much right now, my friend. Hey, uh, hey, 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 that you that is mean. <laughs> Alright, so you you go first. Actually I no thought it was gonna be our first like unanimous Number one, like, yeah. Yeah. Alright, go go ahead first because I do want to finish with the series finale. Go ahead. What's your number one, Ray? My number one is the Plays with Squirrels episode. Oh, you suck. <laughs> Most like this the the lesson again, it has my favorite moment of all time in it, so I think that's and it also has one of my favorite Eric moments, Whit plays with squirrels. So so uh, funny though. Yeah, the pranks are fun. And I have to say, maybe it's just looking through today's eyes. I didn't find those even as a kid I didn't find that picture too so risque. Which picture? The one that they blew up of Rachel, oh, the, the one, one they that blew up of Rachel. Yeah, uh, it's not risque. I 
I think we lost Ryan. No, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, we lost G. Ryan, keep going no, while, while we get G back. What happened? Go yeah, ahead. so no, like, I don't think that that photo was too risque. I don't think it would have been something that should have even come close to ending a friendship like that. That's my only problem with that episode. But the pranks were fun. The scene, uh, and then just it, everything culminated. Anything that was boiling, that was underneath the character skins, came to a point. Uh uh, Topanga being worried about it no longer not being her and Corey, it always being her, Corey and Sean. Uh, just everything. Like, oh. I just love that episode. I think G's back. Can you hear me? Yeah. So, yes. right. yeah. so I, 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 I see what you mean. I mean, a picture like that really wouldn't do much. So, uh, no, it's... not even, not even like nineteen, whatever, like, year that was. <laughs> That's probably two thousand at that point. Yeah, two thousand. Like, yeah. yeah. So I guess we'll finish off the episode with talking about the series finale. I mean, I I it bookended perfectly with the pilot and the series finale. I think everything about that episode is great. Everything everyone has a, a great send off. It wasn't like anything any any character on the show on the series had one of those. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen to them because they never kind of had a a yeah a real ending to it. And of course, um, my. F- biggest moment on the series and probably one of the best series finale moments is that last moment in the classroom when the three of them and it gets me man like it's it's because you know what they you know you know what they do there and i don't know if you guys notice they transform that because they you know throughout the series they change that classroom to look differently and you know so on so forth that last scene is the grammar school the middle school uh classroom yeah so the fact that they go back there and it has that moment and then it has that one moment where Mr. Feeney tells him I love you all to class is Smith. Oh, I don't think you could I don't think you could find a better way to end the show. Yeah, no. and you know what? That episode works a lot uh, like on its own, but like it's in the realm of like sitcom series finales or any show series finale cuz sometimes the last episode can choke really bad. Where you're like, oh, like you would hope that like what you spent seven seasons watching will end the way you want it to, and I think that show was a good example of like ending the way it exactly should have ended. Like, I you can't, I couldn't think of a better way to kind of send everyone off. And I guess the only thing that makes it less sad is that you know years later we did get Girl Meets World, and you got to see where they all, or most of them ended up. And it's and and, and, that's why I thought Girl Meets World was actually I loved. Good. I love Girl Meets World. I do too, and I was able to balance like this new story with the daughter, and, you know, and her best friend, who was basically like her Sean, but then also kind of pay respect to the history of the other show by you know, including uh, you know, the older characters. And I did, and I also like what they did with the show too, because they let it build on its own by developing like the newer people first, and then like as yes. the show went on, they felt more comfortable adding in more history from the previous show. Agreed. Which I also thought it was really good and but yeah i mean like finales go it's like one of that best. one's hard i mean like there's i mean there have been some good i like i didn't mind the series finale of like the fresh prince it's it's well done yeah. like but sometimes some sitcom finales like aren't that good or sometimes they have nothing to do with like any of the previous seasons <laughs> um it just kind of ends but like you know they realized that that show had like an emotional arc that everyone everyone cared about at least one like i said before when we mentioned these characters before i'm like I think another episode where like 
that show is relatable because you can identify with almost anyone on there. There's like someone for you or you knew someone like those people. And I think that's why that show still resonates today for like like 25 years later for like all of us. And then the show finishes off by closing the two most important relationships on that show, Topanga and Corey and Corey and Mr. Feeney. And I, yep. I don't think you could, I don't think you could end it better. And you, you finish off on a great point. Like I, that's why I love Girl Meets World so much because you're able to see that everything does work out for all these characters in the end. And Girl Meets World, despite the fact that we hate that it ended, did get a series finale, which is great. So yeah, it's not yeah. like it's not like it ended on you know on 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 a note that we don't know how you know we didn't get a real finale. So both shows got series finales. This is good a great episode, guys. Thank you for joining. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. G, of course, anytime. G, go work. I will. Uh, Jennifer Ross, feel better. <laughs> Lewis, happy birthday. You you hit the thirtieth floor. It only goes downhill downhill from here, bud. Yep. <laughs> All right, so next week we will be back and we're gonna start our horror countdown. So Yay, it's I can't, October. It's October <laughs> right around the corner, so we're gonna kick everything off next week. So we're probably gonna kick it off with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So we're gonna look at the best and the worst of that wonderful wonderful franchise so see you next week kids thanks for listening you can find our show notes and more at realtalking.com follow us on facebook and instagram at real chronicles love what you hear leave us a review and tell your friends if you have a topic you want us to cover shoot us an email at realtalking at gmail.com until next monday keep it real